You're the name above all names. You are worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. You're the name above all names. You are worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. Hey, Life Spring. First off, happy Easter. We're so excited that we found a way that we can still be together and still be in community. Uh, with everything that's going on. And we would just encourage you, we would invite you to come in and just worship Jesus fully. Just hands lifted high, singing at the top of your lungs. I want the neighbors to hear you. I want the neighbors' neighbors to hear you. That we would just proclaim the name of Jesus this morning. We would just love for you to join us. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah oh, my weapon is a melody I raise a hallelujah Heaven comes to fight for me
Good morning, everybody, and welcome to LifeSpring. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter. I'm just so glad and grateful that you were able to find us today. Maybe it's on Facebook page. Maybe it was on our website, but you were able to come here, and you're going to enjoy a word of God by Pastor Birch, and I'm just so thankful that you're here today. We would love to pray with you. Spend some time in prayer. It is so important for us. And so if you're at home, if you you or somebody you know would like some prayer, please email us at info at lifespringfs.com and we will reach out to you. Maybe we'll talk on the phone for a little bit, get to know you. But we, most importantly, we want to pray with you. That's the most important thing we can do right now in this time of, in this time of crisis is to spend time uh, with the Word of God and to spend time talking to God. And so email us at info at lifespringfs.com. We have a couple of announcements this morning. First is Right Now Media. Right Now Media is a free program that for you that we get to ha- have, which is amazing. It's full of programs and videos for people and children of all ages, from babies to grandparents. Sign up for that. You can sign up for that by emailing us at, in- at lifespringfs.com. And finally, we're taking communion this morning. We're going to share and break this bread as a family this morning. And so Take some time, find some bread, find some juice, and get prepared for communion because we're going to do that as a family, and it's going to be a powerful, powerful morning. Again, happy Easter, and uh, please join us for worship as we continue. Yeah. 
take communion, it's a special time of remembering what Jesus did on the cross for us, and especially on Easter. Today is a day of celebration, but it is also a defining moment for those of us who believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. See, we were slaves to sin and to fear, and even to death. But we are no longer slaves. We have been set free. Jesus' death on the cross paid the price of our sin in full. We stand victorious in Jesus Christ. So as we take communion this Easter morning, May we never lose the wonder of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. May we be overwhelmed at the gift that was given to us and how much God's grace and mercy and love falls upon us in that gift. May we recognize who we are in Jesus, that we are sons and daughters of the living God. May we remember that we already have a place in victory. Death has been defeated. The price has been paid. And let us no longer live as we are in bondage and in darkness with no hope. But let us live as the chains are broken because the cross changes everything. Let us worship the Lord this morning by receiving communion together. And please use whatever you have. So let us take the bread. In Luke 22, it says this, And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. His body 
broken for us. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. His blood poured out for us. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we thank you for sending your only son while we were still yet sinners. He paid the price for our sins. We did not earn it. We did not deserve it. But it was a gift that was freely given, Lord. And we worship you and glorify you. Lord, today we give you all the praise and all the glory. And we praise the name of Jesus today. In your mighty and powerful name. Amen. I cast my mind to Calvary Where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds, his hands, his feet My Savior on that cursed tree body bound and drenched in tears they light him down in Joseph's tomb the entrance by heavy stone Messiah still and all alone
Come on, church. He's worthy of praise. Come on, sing it out. Oh, praise the for Sunday school? I'm down here in the basement, Sammy. I'll be up in just a second. Okay, well, don't forget your memory verse. I won't. And don't forget to bring your Bible. I won't forget to bring my Bible. And don't forget to ask your mom if you can come over to my house after church so we can play ball together. I won't forget to ask her. Oh, yeah, and don't forget to bring your Notebook and some paper. Hey! Just what makes you think I'm so forgetful anyhow? Uh... Willie? What? Ah! Oh, man. Oh, man, I can't believe I forgot my outer me. <laughs> how embarrassing. I'm never gonna live this down. <laughs> uh, hey! Sammy, how come you got here so early? Well, don't you remember? Betsy promised to finish telling us the story she started last week. Oh, yeah, the Easter story. I almost forgot. Last week, she told us about Palm Sunday. Yeah. And about how Jesus rode the donkey into the city and how everyone was spreading palm branches and stuff on the road in front of him. That's right. It seemed like just about everyone was happy to see him. Yeah, that was neat. And then we had to go to our classes, so she didn't get to finish telling us the story. I don't think my Sunday school teacher was very happy when I started singing Hosanna Banana. I don't <laughs> think she was very happy with you singing, period. Hey. Oh, here comes Betsy now. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Betsy. Hi, guys. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you, too. Hey, Betsy, are you going to finish telling us a story you started to tell us last week? I sure am. That's why I got here early, so early this morning. Cool. cool. Now, let's see. Last week, I told you about Palm Sunday, about Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Yeah, he was riding on a donkey. Yeah, giddy up donkey. Quiet, Willie. Now, with Palm Sunday behind us, we turn our attention to Good Friday. Yeah, good for us, but not so good for Jesus, huh? That's right. That's when they did all those terrible things to him. Yeah, I'll say. They beat him up and put a crown of thorns on his head. Yeah, and they nailed him to a cross. Yeah, that just makes me sad thinking about it. Yeah. Yes, it was sad. The saddest day in all of history. After they nailed Jesus to the cross, he died. After Jesus had died, the soldiers took his body down from the cross and had it placed in a tomb. There it would remain for three days. And now, Easter morning. Oh good, Easter! Yeah! 
Yeah, this is the best part. It makes me want to sing. He is risen. He is risen. He came out of the tomb. Willie, if I came out of a tomb and heard you singing, I'd probably want to go right back inside. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. (sighs) Well, very funny. Not. Ah, Okay. So then they place Jesus in the tomb and roll the big stone in front of it. And then they... If you don't mind, I'm telling this story. Yeah. Sorry. Well, after three days had passed, Mary Magdalene and another Mary decided to go see Jesus's body. When they arrived at the entrance of the tomb, they discovered that the large stone they sealed uh, had been rolled away. They couldn't imagine what had happened. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were frightened. Yeah, I would have been frightened too. Shh, this is my favorite part. Then, the angel said, Don't be afraid. You are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said he would. Wow, that's amazing. Even Superman couldn't do that. Nope, only Jesus. Jesus was stronger than death. The grave couldn't hold him down. That's why we celebrate Easter. Jesus gives us the hope that we too can be victorious over death and live with him forever and ever. Gosh, Easter's really important, isn't it? I'll say it is. It's so important that the Apostle Paul said that if Christ Jesus had not been raised from the dead, our faith is worthless and we are still in our sins. That would be terrible. That's for sure. But praise be to God that Jesus has indeed risen. Happy Happy Easter, everyone! He is risen! What does Easter mean to you? Um, Jesus is alive and the tomb is empty. Amen. Uh, (laughs) um, oh, uh, uh, when Jesus died on the cross and rose again. Was when Jesus rose from the dead after being killed on the cross for our sins. So that we can um, be with God and be able to talk to Him. Um, And it makes a difference because. Oh, we can ask for forgiveness and He. for our sins and go down. Girls, what does Easter mean to you? Easter means to me about like a happy day. Some kids just think it's like all about the candy and all about the eggs, but I just, I think it's happy because he resurrected from death. How about you, Addie? Why is it? It means when he um, came out from the dead on the third day, Sunday, Easter is that day. That's why we celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And what do we say? He is risen. Indeed. No, you say he is risen indeed. Oh. <laughs> okay. He is risen. Indeed. No, you say he is risen indeed. Oh. Okay. He is risen. He is risen indeed. So glad that you are here with us today. It is Resurrection Sunday. He is risen. He is risen indeed. My name is Pastor Dan Bursch. I'm the senior pastor here at Life Spring Foursquare in Edgewood, Washington. Edgewood, Washington is an amazing little town. Uh, If you've never been here before, if you've never heard of it, don't worry. Uh, Not many people have, but we'd love for you to come visit. In fact, come on over. I'll take you over to Oliver's Sandwich Shop, and you're going to have the best sandwich you have ever eaten. I was was thinking about it this week. I realized that many of you who are watching, you might be new to LifeSpring. I just want to say welcome. We're happy that you're joining us today. Please reach out. Please say hi. Let us know how we can be praying for you. I also realize, and this is important, I realize that there's probably a large number of you who are joining us in this moment who do not have a relationship with Jesus. 
You've never invited Jesus to come into your life as your Lord and as your Savior. In fact, maybe even as I'm speaking, you wouldn't even understand or know what that means, or you didn't even know that it was possible. And, and if that's you, if you're not a Christian, just a couple of things. First, man, it just means the world to me to know that you're joining us today. And then secondly, just, I don't know, call me crazy, but I believe that God gave me this morning's message for you. For you, he, he loves you, he's for you, and he wants a relationship with you. And can we agree that it's not an accident that you're here? These past few weeks, something has been stirring in your heart, right? I mean, you feel it. Something has been stirring within you that has led you to this morning. And you might even say, maybe God has been stirring your heart. Maybe God is stirring your heart, probably even in a way that you've struggled to communicate with friends or communicate to family. Maybe you haven't even told anyone and yet you know it's true. God has been speaking and so here you are. And I'm proud of you. I'm I'm proud of you for trying your best to listen to the voice of God. Now, if we're honest, there's also a good chance God has been speaking to you for quite a while, right? He's been calling you. He's been knocking on the door of your heart. I believe and I've been praying that many of you today will open that door. This is a good day. Now, the past few weeks have been rough. Even this week, it's been a tough week and not just in America, but really all over the world. It's heavy. We, we feel it, right? We feel it physically. We feel it emotionally. We're feeling it economically. We even feel it spiritually. It's a serious deal and it's affecting everyone everywhere. But I've noticed in the midst of this pandemic, there is a stirring happening. More and more people every day, just like you, are seeking God. Google is seeing a surge, a spike in searches of words such as prayer and God. And it makes sense, really, when, when you turn on the news, maybe you've done this recently, you're going to see in the right-hand corner or the column on the right, you're going to see the statistics of what COVID-19 is doing. And I think there's a very real human part of us that in times of crisis, we begin to seek, we begin to look for something or someone bigger than ourselves. I want to encourage you, keep seeking Keep seeking, press in, go for it, go for it. I I promise you, seek and you will find, seek and you will find the Lord. And yeah, maybe your family are gonna make fun of you. Maybe your friends are gonna ridicule you, but come on, like who cares? This is about your life. This is about your existence. I mean, this thing is hitting the very issues of meaning and purpose. Who cares what those around you think? You go for it, seek the Lord. Maybe you have a Bible in your house. When the service is over, go find it. You might have to dust it off, but dust it off and open it up and then read. I I would say maybe start with the Gospel of John or maybe one of Paul's letters. Read read the letter to the Romans. And if you've got time, uh, and I think you do, I'd say don't just read a chapter, read the whole letter. Christians, we, we do the weirdest thing. A lot of those letters in the New Testament, that's exactly what they are. They're letters written to people or to churches. And yet we do this weird thing in the year 2020 where we only read a small section of the letter, right? Every day, just a small section. It kind of cracks me up when I think about it. Like if my mom, and mom, if you're watching, I love you. But if my mom wrote me a letter, I wouldn't take two weeks to read the letter, right? Just section by section. Oh, you got to save some for tomorrow. Like, no, I I would read the whole letter. So I'd encourage you to do that. Grab a cup of coffee, sit in your favorite chair and take time, read the whole letter. First John, second John, first Peter, second Peter. I don't know, Philippians, Ephesians, Romans, whatever you got, just read out loud, read the letter. And by the way, you don't have to understand it all. You're gonna have questions. I have questions, but that's okay. Just keep moving forward. Just read it and be encouraged. Now, if you don't have a Bible, today in in our world, there are Bible apps. If you have a smartphone, download a Bible app. Uh, The one I use is called YouVersion. If you don't like to read, well, I still think you should read. Uh, Reading is good for your brain. But most Bible apps, they'll read the thing to you. So just go for it. No excuses. Seek the Lord. 
Now, at this point, I'm sure there are several Christians who are watching this just thinking like, hey, when are you going to start preaching, right? When are you going to start speaking to us? Church, I don't know if that's going to happen today. I don't know if that's going to happen today. But you know what I'd ask you if you are a Christian today? Would you start praying? Would you start praying? Because as much as there are probably thousands of non-Christians who are mocking us and making fun of the church and making fun of Jesus, there are people right now who are watching and you're watching and you feel so alone and you feel scared. And in many ways you are watching and even tuning into this church in the little town of Edgewood, Washington, this is a last resort. And if you're seeking God today, I want you to know that God led you here. God led you here. But he led you here because he wants you to find him. He made you. He knows you. He loves you. He's for you. I got really good news. He wants a relationship with you. As much as you are seeking God, God is not hiding. He wants to be found. I just believe it. There's no way we are leaving this time together without you having a personal relationship with the Lord. The Bible actually tells us that God is not far from us. He's not hiding. If you seek him, if you seek him with all your heart, you will find the Lord. Knock, that door is gonna open. Amen? Amen. So I've talked about the Bible. I actually wanna show you just a few verses to back up what I'm saying about seeking the Lord. In Jeremiah, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. In the book of James, he says, Come near to God, and he will come near to you. In Proverbs, the Lord says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. And then in the book of Hebrews, this is such a good truth for us today. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and listen, church, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's so good, isn't it? I hope the Bible and those verses are encouraging you as you continue to seek the Lord. Now, earlier you heard me say that God has been calling you. And this is important to understand because as much as maybe you're seeking God today, and I believe you are, you also need to know that God is seeking you. He made you. He loves you. He will continue to pursue a relationship with you. So I, I want to show you just how much God has done and how far God has gone to make a way to be with you. Today is Easter. Again, Resurrection Sunday. And for Christians, this is a big deal because this is all about God sending his son, Jesus, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for our sins and then raise victoriously from the dead. Easter, it's all about Jesus. And that's what he did. He lived a perfect life. Open your Bible, read about Jesus. Jesus is amazing. While walking on this earth, he shows humanity what his heavenly father's kingdom truly looks like. He shows us that it's a kingdom where outcasts and outsiders, the poor, the sick, the unwanted, the unloved, the abandoned, the forsaken, the ridiculed, the mocked, everyone that society had overlooked and mistreated, Jesus came for them. He came for them and he welcomed them into his father's kingdom. He showed that even somebody like me with all my failures and man, I got some failures and all my mistakes. I've made a few mistakes. Just ask my wife. But even someone like me is welcomed into the kingdom. It's a kingdom where the first become last and the last become first. There's a kingdom where people are healed of diseases and set free from oppression. But then Jesus laid down his life. Jesus, he died on the cross. He paid for the sins of the world where the God of Israel, he had always demanded a sacrifice for sins. An animal had to die. An animal had to shed its blood to cover our sins. But now Jesus's blood was that covering. His blood shed for our sins. It's a huge deal. In fact, I think it's way bigger than we will ever truly understand. Way back in the beginning, when, when humans were created, we were in a garden with God, a beautiful garden. The Bible tells us that we talked with God. We walked with God, but humans rebelled. 
We did not trust God. Instead of trusting in God and trusting in his wisdom and his knowledge, instead, we as humans, we went after wisdom and knowledge for ourselves. Adam and Eve, they decided they wanted to define what was good and what was bad. They wanted to define what was going to be beneficial and what was going to be harmful. They wanted to define what was right and what was wrong. It was true rebellion. It was this awful moment where we as humans missed the mark. And now the the created being, us, those who have been created, those who have been created to reflect God, to be representatives of God, representatives of his goodness and his glory on this earth, instead of exemplifying him and his nature as ambassadors, instead, we have tried to take the reins. We've tried to be in control. We've tried to be God to define good and evil. And when this sin entered the world, it spread like a virus. It spread like the worst virus you could imagine. And I know we're, we're facing this novel coronavirus, but the virus of sin, what it has done to God's good world, the, the damage that corona has caused, it pales in comparison to the damage that sin has caused. The virus of sin has infected every human heart. Just read the Old Testament. It's full of men and women doing the most horrific and evil things to each other. Or you don't even have to look that far back. Just look at our recent history. Just this week I was reading, I'm not going to go into the details, but I was reading just about the horrific experiments that Nazi doctors were doing to innocent people in the concentration camps. Also this week I was reading about the civil war in the Congo in the late 1990s. And their civil war makes you think of our own civil war, which then makes you think about, again, the horrific embrace of slavery. And then to this day, the racism that still exists the things that we still do to our brothers and sisters simply because of the color of their skin. It's sin. We live in a sin-sick world. I want to read from the book of Romans chapter 1. I'm not going to try to explain it all. I'm just going to read it. But I think it does a good job of explaining where we once were in that garden with God, living in his rest, at peace with God. But because of our disobedience, sin grew. It grew to where it infected the world. We turned from God, worshiping other gods and idols, doing what we thought was right in our own eyes. Listen to what Paul writes. Again, he is writing about us. Verse 21, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds reptiles, animals. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relationships with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless. They have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, and yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. And that is all of us. Outside of the saving work of Jesus, what I just read from the book of Romans, it's sin. And I get that many of us, when we hear about sin, we turn the channel, right? We put our hands over our ears. We close our eyes. We turn away because in our rebellion, that's what we do. We don't want to hear about sin. But if you're still watching that sin, your sin, that's what Jesus died for. And each of us, we have areas in our own lives that we, we just know their sin. I mean, we could try to 
explain it away and we could make an excuse for it, but you just know there's areas where you've missed the mark, areas where you're living for selfish gain, where you do what is right in your own eyes. You're looking out for yourself while hurting your fellow brother or fellow sister. We do things that fall far short of God's perfection. And yet Jesus, he came and he died for your sins. First John chapter two, verse two, it says, Jesus paid for our sins with his own blood and he did not pay for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world, for the sins of the world. So that includes you. He died for your sins. Jesus paid the price for your sins that you might be able to come back into that garden relationship with God again, where you're at rest with God, at peace with God, where you can live as a citizen of his kingdom, walking in the goodness and the life of his kingdom. That's available to anyone who seeks after God. All you have to do is receive the payment. Believe in Jesus. Believe in his death. Believe in his resurrection and you will be saved. He's been calling you for a long time. But now it's time for you to believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him shall not perish but receive everlasting life. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. There is good news today. And then it gets even better because yes, Jesus died for your sins on that cross. But guess what? He didn't stay in the grave. Three days later, he rose from the dead. And because of his resurrection, you and I have the promise of resurrection. In fact, he proved to the world that death could not hold him down. And if you believe in Jesus, you have a living hope that you will live with him forever. Jesus, these are the words of Jesus. He, He declares that I am, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He's life. If you have Jesus, you have life. Jesus is life. Jesus is eternal life. If you have Jesus, you have life. And it starts the moment that you receive him into your life. The moment you put your faith in him. And I want that for you today. Your grandma, you know, the one who's been praying for you for the past 20 years. She wants that for you today. But more importantly, God wants that for you today. God wants that for you. Again, I know many of you came here today seeking the Lord, but as much as you might be running to him, he is running to you. He runs to you because he made you, he knows you, he loves you, and Jesus came for you. Again, Jesus says in Luke chapter 19, the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. To seek and save the lost. That includes you. He came for you. There's room in the kingdom of God for you today. And the life that he offers, it isn't because of all the good things you've done. It's because of what he has done, what he did on that cross. He, Jesus Christ, made it possible by dying on the cross and raising from the grave. And so in this moment, we all know he's speaking. I can feel it. You can feel it. The living God is speaking the one who raised from the dead, the one who defeated the grave by his Holy Spirit, he is speaking to you. He's knocking on the door of your heart. And I just say, open the door. He's calling you. He's inviting you into a new, fresh, clean life with him. Don't wait any longer. No one, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Make the decision today to be at peace and rest with God. Respond today. Receive his forgiveness. Let him make you brand new that today you would no longer be a slave to sin, but you would be alive in Christ. If that's you, if you're ready to invite Jesus into your life, if you're ready for that new beginning, the new beginning that comes through and by a personal relationship with Jesus, would you bow your heads and would you pray this with me? Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. I believe in you 
as Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you are born again. The Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so this is a good day. In fact, for many of you, this is the best day ever. We celebrate with you. We celebrate your decision to follow Jesus. And we'd encourage you to reach out to us on Facebook or email or give us a phone call. We just want to partner with you and maybe even give you some next steps on this new journey with Jesus. More than anything, get a Bible, start reading it. Again, maybe the Gospel of John or the letter to the Romans. And also just start praying. Uh, Start praying and don't worry. Don't try to make it sound all religious. You know, a lot of those real religious ones, they're just kind of puffed up anyways. Just talk to God. Start a conversation with the Lord. He made you. He knows you. He loves you. He's for you. And now as a born again believer by his spirit, come on, he is going to lead you. Well, hey, everybody, let's worship together. Let's sing to our great God. He's the name above all names. He is the only one worthy of praise. Let's sing. Let's raise our voices. How great is our God. Oh!
for joining us this Sunday. If it was your first time visiting, would you please drop us an email at info at lifespringfs.com? Let us know you were here. Someone will reach out to follow up with you this week. Second, if you said yes to Jesus for the very first time today, welcome to the family of God. Would you also please drop us an email at info at lifespringfs.com and let us know that you made a decision today. Again, we just want to celebrate with you. Also, if you enjoyed today's service, would you please share with your friends and family? Either copy the link from our webpage, or you can also just share it directly to your Facebook timeline. We would love for other people to get a chance to join in. And then lastly, Happy Easter. Please join us again next week at 10 a.m. for another service. And you guys, how great is our God. Amen?